Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. Man, it's good to be back in this house. Can I just tell y'all up front, I love this house. I love this house. I love your pastor. I love the people of this church because you, you all are the church. I love this house. And every time I come into this house, it's confirmation to me from God that this is his house, right? But this is a house that feels like home. And I'll tell you why I say that. Every single, every single time I come to this church, one of the members of your prayer team comes and lays hands on me and prays for me. Every single time. And every single time that they touch me and they pray over me, it's exactly the words that I need to hear to confirm something that the Lord has been speaking to my heart. And I'll tell you, I, I struggled. I struggled today. My heart's been hurting for a little while, but uh, I came uh, week before last, and you were not really teaching a message. You were just sharing scripture. And it led to a mini message, and I'll be honest with you, it touched my heart. Because what I recognized in that moment was I had allowed bitterness to set up in my heart. How many of you have ever eaten something bitter? Does it mess up everything else from that point on when you take a bite of that bitter or whatever it is? I had become bitter in my heart towards God. And I thought, I'm a man of God. I am a pastor. I am one who's been called and anointed by God to preach and teach the word of God. How can I be bitter? As many of you know, about four months ago, we shut the doors of LifeGate Church Bremen forever. And I struggled with that. I struggled with it for a while until two Sundays ago. And I came into this house and I heard the words come out of your mouth that there is no doubt that the Lord himself laid into your mouth. And they were words that I needed to hear. They were words of encouragement I needed to hear. And here's what I can tell you. I left bitterness right here at the foot of the cross. But what I want you to hear and what I want you to understand is I had no idea that I was even bitter until I heard that word. And I'm going to share a word with you today. One of the things I love about Covenant Life Church, real relational, right? Real this is a real church, y'all. And this, is full, this church is full of real people. And I'm going to get real with y'all this morning. I'm going to share with you a, a, a word that the Lord has laid on my heart. But I, I, first and foremost, it was a word for me to hear. Secondly, I think there's some of you in here that may need to hear the same word this morning. Because he always pierces my heart before I share a word that I have for some. And I'll be honest with you, up until yesterday, I was struggling. The enemy was after me saying, you're not worthy of sharing the word anymore. You don't have a church. I, I want you to pull up a, a piece of scripture for me that the Lord shared with me as as you, brother, were praying over me this morning, I want you to hear 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verse 2. The, the Lord has been sharing the word seasons with me for quite a few uh, months now, even before we had to close the doors of our church. The word seasons. 
listen, today is New Year's Eve. Tomorrow starts a new season. I've just stepped into a new season. Some of you are stepping into new seasons because of life changes or whatever. But here's what the word of the Lord says. In, in t- here's, this was Paul talking to Timothy. Have you got it or did I spring that on you too fast? I'll, I'll read it right here. I've got it right here. I'm going to read it out loud. You got it? It says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. That is the word the Lord shared with me right before I shared this message I'm about to share with you today. Because as of yesterday... The, the enemy was telling me, you're a failure and have no right to share the word with anyone. I got news for you. You don't have to be a pastor to share the word of God. You don't have to be a pastor to preach the word of God. Pastoring is more about taking care of people than it is speaking or talking. We've all been called into ministry by God, every last one of us. But I believe that for us to step into 2024 out of 23, we're going to have to let go with some stuff. We're going to have to get rid of some stuff. We're going to have to flush some stuff. And and that starts with open hand living. Because if your hand is closed, you cannot receive. If your hand is closed, guess what? You also cannot give. And when bitterness sets in and our hands close, we no longer can give, but no longer can we receive. I believe in open hand living. But my hands have been closed for a little while. Question for you. Any of you in here ever struggled with offense? Anybody? Raise your hand if you've struggled with offense. You've been offended by something or something. Something or something. Someone or something. Okay. How many of you have taken offense or been offended by someone or something? I think every single one of us at some point in our life. Let me tell you some words that I heard a number of years ago, and I heard them again (laughs) right after I stood up from the the altar right here the day that you taught. Some of you are going to be offended that I even say this. Let it go, monkey. And I thought, do I look like a monkey to you? But, but it, was, it was something I heard in a message a number of years ago that the Lord brought back to my recollection. At the time, I had just listened to a message on offense a number of years ago. It was about how African monkeys are captured and killed. Now, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna look at this idea, this thought, and say, man, that's so simple. There's nothing complex about what you're teaching or talking about. But that's the beauty of the, of the Lord. Watch this. I listened in amazement as he talked about how natives set a series of cages, each one equipped with a bait stick. Listen to this. The bait stick, which might be a bright object, a piece of food, anything else that a monkey might want, served to lure the monkeys to the cages. Too smart to actually go inside the cage, the monkeys would simply reach through the bars and grab the bait stick. I want you to hear what I'm saying here this morning. They would reach through the bars of the cage because they were too smart to walk into the cage knowing it was a trap, yet would stick their hands through the bars, grab the stick that had something that they desired, something that they wanted, something that they were willing to give their life for that they would not let go. 
So they would try to pull their arm back out. Guess what? The stick would not come out. Their hand would come out. All they had to do was let it go. But yet they chose to hold on to it. Just like that root or that seed of bitterness that we so often have a a tendency to hold on to. Those grudges, those offenses, those things that have happened to us in our past. And I'll be honest with you, I was offended that God would allow his church to close. But the Lord said, it's a season. It is a new season. It is a new anointing. It is a fresh new anointing. It is a fresh new season. And if you'll walk in obedience, I will take you down a path that you never imagined before. And I got news for you. If you'll be obedient, if you'll follow the footsteps he has laid out for you, your life will be so drastically different. The monkeys would grab the stick. They'd hold on to it. They would kick. They would squeal. They'd bare their teeth. They'd do everything but let go of the stick. Even when the natives came out and began to bash them over the head with a stick, they still wouldn't let go. Yet even more startling was the question that the Holy Spirit asked me after I heard that similar message a number of years ago. It was the same words that I heard right here at this altar just a couple weeks ago. He said, when are you going to let it go, monkey? I knew exactly what he meant. I knew exactly what he was saying. He was telling me the very same thing that happened to those monkeys is happening to you. And not only is it happening to you, but it's happening to churches all over the nation this very day. Because the church is not a building. The church is made up of individuals called the body. And the body, when we come together, however imperfect we are, we bring those imperfect things with us, and they have a tendency to carry and to spread between one another. Do you know what that bait stick actually is in today's terms? It's a word called scandalon. Scandalon. That's the Greek word that was used in the New Testament, but the English translation is offense. We have taken offense. Now, I got news for you. You probably heard this statement before. It's nothing new or interesting. I'm not going to charge you any extra for it this morning, but offense is an action, offended is a choice. We can take offense, but we can choose not to be offended just as easily as we choose to be offended. The number one tactic I believe the devil's using today to destroy the lives of believers is for us to get offended. It's true there's multitudes of believers walking around with monumental chips on their shoulders. I can confidently say that if I went into any city, rounded up all of the Christians who had dropped out of church because they had been offended in one way or another and put them together in one church, it would be the largest church in town. What's more is once they take offense, most believers will hold on to it at any price, even when the devil is bashing them over the head and they refuse to let it go. I know that from experience because in past times I've been one of them. But that's changed, church. Since then I've begun to heed and obey the voice of God and what he says to me is this. It's time to let it go, monkey. Just drop it. And I believe for us to walk victoriously from 2023 into 2024, 
we're going to have to drop some things. We're going to have to let go of some things. We're going to have to let go of things we may not even realize that we're holding on to walking into 2024. If you're anything like I was when the Lord first started dealing with me about offenses, you might not even realize it. You have your hand even in the cage. Most Christians don't. They've rationalized and justified things to themselves by saying, well, after what that person did to me, I just can't help but feel in this way. That's why I did. That's what I did. Sometime long ago, the Spirit of God said to me, you're offended, Jay. And I said, "Lo, Lord, I'm not offended. And he said, then why does it bother you when you hear somebody praising that other person? Why does it bother you? Why do you have a pit in your stomach every time that person walks into the room? You grabbed hold of the bait stick. That's the problem. If you have your hand in the cage today, church, listen to me. Just admit it. Just admit it. Because if your hand is in the cage and you'll admit it, you can walk towards redemption and healing. But if you don't, it could cost you your ministry. It could cost you your children. It could cost you your family. It could cost you a lot of things. It could cost your finances. It might even cost your life because of health issues. Why? First of all, because the Bible tells us that the devil uses offenses to steal the word from our heart. I want you to see in Mark 4, verses 15 through 17, and the Lord actually revealed these to me a couple of days ago. He says this. He says, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the, and it goes on to say, the word that was sown in their hearts. Verse 16 says, watch this. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness. Watch this, it goes on to say in 17, but they have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately, listen church, they are offended. It doesn't matter how much word you have in your heart. If you take offense and refuse to let go, the devil will beat the word right out of you. I've seen it happen. If you want the word to work in your life, you better let go of the offenses you've been holding on to. You better take the advice that God gave me and let it go, monkey. You can't see another dangerous consequence of offense if your eyes are not opened. And my attempt this morning before we walk into 24 is to open your eyes just a little bit. So here's another dangerous consequence of taking offense from Mark chapter 6. Watch this. It says, And when the Sabbath day had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying what? They were saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? And it goes on to say, watch this. 
is, not, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And watch this, it goes on to say, and they were offended at him. goes on to say, watch this, verse 4. Do you have verse 4? No, let me read it to you right here. It says, and he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Now in that situation, the anointing power of God was flowing. The anointing power of God was flowing. But the offense taken by these people, listen to me church, blocked its operation. Let me ask you a question. If Jesus couldn't get offended people healed, how do you think your pastor is going to be able to do it? Think about the next time you're tempted to take offense. Think about that, will you? I told you I'm going to get real with you this morning. I hope you don't mind, brother. Ask yourself if you can afford to cut yourself off from the anointing of God. Because I know that I did. I can tell you right now the answer will be no. The Bible says the devil goes around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The people easiest to devour, church, are the ones who have their hand in the cage. So let it go, monkey. If you want yet another reason for ridding yourself of offenses, consider this. Offenses rob you of your joy. And in Deuteronomy verse 28, and I laugh every time I say the word Deuteronomy because for years I mispronounced it, just got tongue-tied, and I would look at my beautiful bride and she would just say, I used to say Deuteronomy. Any of you ever done that? I said it right this morning, honey. Deuteronomy 28, 47, and 48, here's what God says. Because thou serve not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Look at verse 48. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies whom the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all For the abundance of all things, therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies. I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend my life serving the devil. I don't want my life to be constantly at the mercy of sickness, calamity, failure, and all the rest of this stuff. No Christian does. Yet when somebody offends us, instead of responding wisely, laying down the bait stick and walking away... All too often we get mad and lose our head. I personally believe that may be what happened to John. Some of you are offended that I'm, I'm going to share with you my personal thoughts and what the Lord has shown me. I'm not, this is not doctrinal this morning, this, this little piece right here. Bear with me for a minute. I'm going to show you what the Lord showed me about John as it relates to me. And I want you to hear it this morning. But I want you to hear it in knowing and understanding this is something the Lord shared with me. I just want to make it clear. 
I'm not presenting this as some sort of new doctrine. I'm just telling you what I personally see in the scripture. Look at Matthew 11:3, and you'll see what I mean. There we see John in prison. He's sending, uh, sending two of his disciples to Jesus to ask him this question. And they said unto him, Art thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Do you realize what an astounding question that is coming from John? He was the first one to recognize Jesus when Jesus came onto the scene. <laughs> he water baptized Jesus. He saw the anointing of the Holy Spirit come upon him. What could have possibly made John doubt that Jesus was the Messiah? I believe, me personally, please understand, Pastor, that this is what I believe. I believe that he took offense. And the reason I think so is because when Jesus sent answer back to John, here's what he said, Matthew eleven four 4 through 6, watch this. Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye hear and see. And it goes on to say, watch this. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. <laughs> wow. If you think about it, you can understand why John might have eventually taken offense at Jesus. After all, John had lived a tough life. Separated from normal people, had to eat locusts and honey. He was expecting Jesus and Messiah to come in on a white charger and lay an axe to the root of the problem. But instead, Jesus came along and dined with sinners and turned water into wine. He didn't fulfill John's expectations. Hear me on this. And John was offended. My personal thought, my personal belief. In other words, John probably put his hand in the cage. I can't give you the chapter and verse, but I personally believe John might not have had to lose his head. If he had not been offended, things might have turned out differently. Am I criticizing John? Absolutely not. I'm saying he was human. He had to face the same things that you and I have to face. And we have to face opportunities to be offended every day of our lives. If we don't want to end up being dominated by the devil, we'll have to say no to those opportunities. We'll have to make the tough choice to drop the offense and say to ourselves, let it go monkey. Notice I said you'll have to make the choice. Taking offense is a choice, you know. Nobody has the ability to make you mad. Have you ever said to someone in the past before, well, it's your fault I reacted that way. It's your fault that I'm so angry or mad right now. It's your fault. To which I respond in a non-sarcastic response. So you're telling me that I am in charge of your emotions. If that is the case, be happy. Offense is a choice. Being offended is a choice. Psalm 119, 165 says this. 
Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall cause them to fall. You might say, well, that's just such a simple verse, but it's such a powerful verse. Corey, y'all can come on up, buddy. I got news for you, church. You can walk free of offense. You can walk free of t- making the choice or the decision to become offended. Lord knows that I have been. How many of you are in full-time how many of you are in ministry, full-time ministry? Have you had hundreds of opportunities to be offended? I have, and I chose some of those times to take those. I, I made that choice sometimes. When you have a church, people come and people go. And Lord knows I took offense every time a person left. You know why? I feel like it was now that I can look back on it because I was making it about me that song that song that we did this morning I started to walk up here and say we're going to sing that song again because that's the word for the day right there I realized that I had over time took little bitty bites of the brood of bitterness and those, the root of bitterness, I believe, is offense. I really and truly do. And I know that over time, as I took little bitty bites, my stomach was, would start to become fuller and fuller and fuller of bitterness. And as that bitterness grew inside of me, I didn't even realize that the bitterness was growing inside of me. I didn't realize that my hand was stuck in the cage and I was holding on to something I couldn't let go of. Or could I? Those of you who are married, let me, let me clue you in on something. Especially you men. If you're bitter and you don't think you're bitter and your wife tells you you're bitter, you're probably bitter. You just don't realize it. Because I went from a person who loved people passionately and would give anything to anybody that needed it at any time, regardless of what they had said or what they had done or where they had been or where they had come from. And I got to this place in my life after we shut the doors of our church where I didn't even like people. I didn't even want to be around people. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to hear from people. I just went through the motions of life. And the Lord revealed to me, son, You're bitter. You're not going to believe this, but when I told my wife what the Lord said, she said, I told you. I tell people all the time, I know what the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like. And we laugh, but I tell you the truth. The Lord speaks through her to me all the time. And the times I don't want to hear it, I know exactly that's who it is. But I didn't recognize it. I didn't realize that I had stuck my hand in that cage and I had held on to, I had held on to offense. I had held on to being offended and I had become bitter. I was bitter with God. Lord, I've served you faithfully for 14 years. 
standing in the pulpit doing what you've asked me to do every single Sunday. 14 years, I missed eight Sundays. Lord, I gave everything to you. And then I, he reminded me very promptly, no, you didn't. I gave everything to you. And just because the doors of that church are closed doesn't mean that a new door is not being opened. And now I see the doors that have probably been open for a very long time, but I couldn't see them because I had scales on my eyes. I can tell you without a doubt, church, unequivocally, that's not we're just going to go with that. The scales have fallen off my eyes. And the heaviness of my heart is lifted. I don't know what it is you're dealing with or going through or I don't know what it is you're offended about or taking offense at. I don't know what it is that's caused bitterness to set up in your heart this morning. I don't know what it is. And you might say, well, that's not me. You might not even know that it's you. If you're married and your wife's been nudging you throughout this message, it's probably you. But here's what I'd like to do, if it's okay with you. I'd like us to in 2023 on a note where we're leaving things at the foot of the cross and we're walking away from them and we're not looking back because here's what I know if you lay it down and you get on your face before God and you'll turn from it and walk away he'll take it from you but listen to me church don't lay it down pray about it feel the heaviness lift from you and then as you stand up reach down and grab it again just because it feels natural you got to leave it you got to lay it down for good I don't know what it is if it's bitterness if it's unforgiveness if it's offense I don't know what it is but I believe the Lord is telling me to tell all of you because he told me <laughs> lay it down let go of the stick, let go of the bait, walk away from it, and I will show you things that you've never seen before. Don't give the devil the opportunity. Instead, get smart and let it go. It can save your marriage. It can save your ministry. It can save your life. So that's what I'm going to ask. Is that... If you'll sing a little something for us, Corey, I love you, buddy. Y'all are so blessed. Y'all are so blessed. But because of your blessed, guess what, church? I'm blessed too. How special is it to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. So here's what I'm going to ask you. Corey's going to sing a little bit for us and I'm going to ask you as you feel led to just come to this altar right here and lay it down and then walk away from it I think I can think of no better way to end the year than that right there we pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast to find out more information about our ministry just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org you can find this video there on our homepage just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a call at 
770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.